0: Hey, hey, you're listening to the Let's Heal Already podcast for the sometimes impatient, sometimes cranky person doing some healing. And I'm your host, JR. I'm an author, actor and speaker from Far Rockaway, New York. And on this podcast, you'll hear me cover ground on a variety of topics from mental wellness and emotional literacy to blackness to masculinity and femininity to ending misogyny and patriarchy to last but not least, bisexuality and ending sexual shame. when you start to really deal with it and really talk about it with people who are supportive and safe, that's one of the ways that you can really overcome it. You have to first acknowledge it, like, oh, I have some shame surrounding sex and surrounding pleasure and experiencing pleasure in my body. I do, I do have some shame. That's like the first step and that is one of the hardest, I think, So yes, the topic of today's video is 6 Signs You Might Have Sexual Shame and How to Overcome It. Now, I've read an article by the same name written by Morgan Mandriota. Really great piece. I'm going to link it down below in the description box, so make sure to check it out. And I just thought it was a great opportunity to talk about my own journey with like shame and sexual shame and overcoming it. Now, as a lot of you know, I grew up Christian and I was also a devout Christian for a large portion of my life and I am bisexual and I knew I was bi- since I would say the age of about 10. I distinctly remember using the word by when I was 10. Maybe I used it before then. I didn't necessarily know about labels maybe super early, but I kind of knew that like, oh yeah, there are some girls that I want to be close to, and there are some boys that I want to be close to. Not just like friends, but special friends so i knew that since maybe what seven eight nine something like that but yes i first started using the label by at 10 and i mean that sounds so cool but i feel like the reality was a lot less cool than that there's so much shame when it comes to attraction even at that early age because when you're a kid you're not you're not having sex but there's still like this shame that you feel about first of all your personhood and your body and how you're different from other people and also attraction you know we live in a very anti lgbt homophobic, biophobic world. So, yeah, from very early, I was shunned about potentially being gay. I was shunned about being really feminine when I was younger. And just these ideas about like shame and stuff really, really stuck to me. And I always talk about how I feel like I walked in the middle of some war when I was growing up because growing up in the 90s, it was all about the down-low brother. It was all about the guy who's tricking you and bisexual men kind of got tossed in there and also gay men got tossed in there. I'm 11. Why are you heaping whatever bias programming that you've learned onto me? I am literally 11. Society is so sexually repressed that we can't even talk about things like consent. We can't even talk about the emotional aspects of sex. We can't even talk about safe sex. We can't even talk about pleasure, experiencing pleasure in your body and that there's nothing wrong with that without people. People getting like squeamish without people saying oh no that's too much that's going too far kids should not know about sex because kids should not be having sex and when I mean kids I mean under the age of 18 when you have that culture there's going to be so much misinformation there's going to be so many people acting irresponsibly because they don't know any alternative they have to do everything in secret when you have a society that shuns a specific kind of sexuality or specific kinds of sexualities and praises and bolsters another sexuality being straight yeah there are gonna be a lot of people who don't want to be considered bad it's gonna be a lot of chaos but yeah i guess more specifically about me and how i overcame my own personal shame about being bisexual it was really hard if i'm being real i just talked to you about how oh yeah i knew for sure around like the age of 10 or whatever but getting to a place where i actually felt comfortable (laughs) that did not happen at 10 or 15 or 20 or 21 or 20 22 or 23 or 34. I feel like that really started to happen. Maybe late 20s, mid 20s, something like that. After I had done just tons and tons of reading on the matter from studies and fiction work surrounding sexuality and bisexuality. After I had watched tons of YouTube videos. After I had met tons of bi men and women, bi people, various ages and hear their experience and realize I'm not lying about this and I do exist and not just that my sexuality is not disgusting because for so long I really felt like my sexuality was disgusting. I felt bad about being attracted to girls and bad about being attracted to boys at the same time. I had ingested these ideas from society that said my attraction to men is something that's disgusting and it's something that defiles me and that specifically like those words come from like a very Christian lens. I felt like me being attracted to women after having been attracted to men was somehow just so disgusting because women were so pure and these angels and i'm just laughing because i really used to think this stuff these ideas about gender specifically oh women are just these perfect angels like flowers and it's like whoa that's so sexist i can laugh about it now but that was literally my reality i felt an immense amount of guilt around just being attracted to people of various genders not even having sex but literally just being attracted i just felt so guilty oh my god this is just the worst thing overcoming that was not easy it helps a lot when you have bi friends. It helps a lot when you have a therapist. It helps a lot when you are engaging with bi plus media. And I think also most of all for me was not being surrounded by people who believed that bisexuality was disgusting. Not being around people who didn't believe bisexuality was real or that men can't be bisexual. So that meant I was alone for the long periods of my 20s. That was definitely hard, but internet friends help, YouTubers help, Facebook groups help. Now, onto the six ways and how to overcome it and all of that stuff. So a lot of people have a lot of shame when it comes to things like casual sex or shame when it comes to things like self-pleasure with either toys or just, you know, by yourself, whatever, watching adult videos. And those are signs that, yeah, like you have ingested some shame surrounding sex in the media, in religions, in families. A lot of times people get sex talks and their parents tell them, do not have have sex until marriage. Do not have sex. Do not let these boys take your cookie. This is for adults. Don't do it. You don't need to know about condoms because you shouldn't be doing it. Abstinence is the only way. And even if you haven't had those overt, direct messages, like I said, we live in a sexually repressed society, so you're kind of naturally going to just pick up on some of that if you go to school or just from TV shows or whatever. It's seen as like virtuous if you're not having sex, if you are a woman. It's seen as more masculine if you are a boy and you're having sex however only if you're having sex and not feeling any emotions with it so the second you start to feel something the second you start to actually like a girl or a boy that's when it's bad for you as a man that's when you become a simp so one of the ways that this article lists is insecurity with the self and this one is kind of complicated in my opinion in the piece it says that sexual shame often manifests as a disconnection from the self and like one of the key components of sexual shame is like a disconnection from the natural just flow and connection that you have with your body even as I'm saying that for me it kind of feels a little uh what I can understand it to a certain degree but also makes me think of people who are disabled and it also makes me think of people who have lived through trauma oftentimes there is a disconnection yes some of that is shame but it also is trauma and also some people who are disabled that's just their lived reality I did want to say those two things, but returning to that reason that she gave that point that she made She talks about how a lot of women, especially, and people with vaginas are really uncomfortable with the appearance of their genitals. And a step further, a lot of men and people with penises are uncomfortable with their genitals, either the size, the way it looks or whatever. That is shame. You feel ashamed of your body. You feel ashamed of your genitals. Just something that you literally, you can't control it. That's just how you are. That's just what you look like. So that is one of the telltale signs that you've got some shame that you might need to work through or you might want to address Intense self-judgment, being critical of yourself or self-conscious during or after sex. So number two is a certain physical stature or even like a vocal quality. The article talks about how sexual shame can manifest through diminished voice. And like all of this really, especially during sex, is kind of like a sign that there's some shame there when you can't make eye contact with a partner during sex, when you are really self-conscious about like how you sound. And so you don't make any sound. A discomfort when it comes to expressing sexual desires that you have. You might want to explore something and you just... Don't say what you you want or what you need. And that is a sign that you have some, you know, sexual shame. And what immediately comes to mind when I talk about this is how men, we have our G spots and our anus. And that's just our bodies, right? And so a lot of men don't want anybody to touch their butt, are not into it, do not want to explore. And a lot of men do want that, but are not willing to ask. A lot of men are afraid of being perceived as gay are afraid of being perceived as weak are afraid of being perceived as feminine because femininity is bad and so is being gay and so these are signs that you have some sexual shame that you need to work through because you have a desire and you want to explore it and you don't feel comfortable voicing that with a partner we live in such a homophobic world that being perceived as gay is something that is just so upsetting and threatening so that might be a sign that you you have some stuff that you need to work through. So number three is sexual dysfunction or, or sexual dissatisfaction. Now, this is another complicated one. The article really talks about how this one is kind of complicated to recognize because lots of people have sexual dysfunction or dissatisfaction, not just because of sexual shame, but it does say that the presence of sexual shame interrupts the flow of just naturally feeling sexually expressive. So when I felt intensely insecure and intensely shameful about my sexuality, sex wasn't that good. It just didn't feel that good. It was something that I could do without. It's something that I kind of didn't even want to go there because I just would leave feeling so guilty, dissatisfied, not connected. And this article really talks about how sexual shame gets in the way of communicating with partners, making it thus more dissatisfactory and dysfunctional. Way number four, trouble with intimacy and relationships. Now, this one is definitely very high on my list. Before I had gotten comfortable with being by relationships, it was lacking a real intimacy and it was hard for me to feel comfortable being vulnerable. It was hard for me to feel comfortable really opening up. And this piece talks about how shame is really seen through the act of avoidance or being shut down or inhibited. All of that resonates with me. Because all of these forms are really trying to distance you from being in a relationship or getting too close or being in a position where sex could happen so you know it's kind of like your your own unconscious way of like sabotaging the potential for sex because you're not allowing yourself to open up or be intimate or it feels uncomfortable because you feel such a deep shame about yourself. I know a lot of guys who are bi, who are straight, who are gay, who do this, who put up these walls so that they don't get close enough to somebody so that they're not in a position where they can be vulnerable and they're just so insecure about their body or about sex. They just feel this intense shame that this society seems to really feed off of or really really promote. I feel like so many people like to make fun of one another when it comes to either sex or their bodies or just personhood. That can have some really dire consequences. Number five is viewing sex as bad or something that you shouldn't do. This article talks about how a lot of people... People feel a deep sense of shame and regret when it comes to having sex. The article also talks about how the shaming of masturbation in children is really, really destructive and detrimental. And it goes on to say that you know masturbation is one of our first and earliest ways of being sexually intimate with ourselves, learning to have a connection with our own bodies. And as I talk about in one of my earlier videos, being intimate with yourself, being knowledgeable about what your body responds to, what your body likes is a gift that you can share with someone else but if you don't know what you like then it kind of can diminish connection or become a barrier in some other way down the line. And number six is you're uncomfortable talking about sex. Some people feel really nervous or deep embarrassment when it comes to talking about sex or when the conversation is even broached. The article talks about the typical response to shame is hiding it. And when you hide shame is when it grows and when it becomes really, really dangerous and can potentially take you into all of these different directions. When you start to really deal with it and really talk about it with people who are supportive and safe, that's one of the ways that you can really overcome it. You have to first acknowledge it. Oh, I have some shame surrounding sex and surrounding pleasure and experiencing pleasure in my body. I do. I do have some shame. That's the first step. And that is one of the hardest, I think because a lot of us don't know that we even have that. And a lot of us don't want to admit that we have it because that's how shame works. Shame only sustains itself by being something that is hidden, that people don't talk about, that you leave it in the dark. This article talks about one of the ways to overcome shame is you have to start with pleasure. So getting beyond sexual dysfunction, getting beyond shame with pleasure, really allowing yourself to really live in that pleasure, whether that is self pleasure or whether that pleasure with a partner, letting go of that fear, letting go of that judgment and being so critical of yourself and so critical of others, letting that go and really just experiencing the good part of sexual encounters, the good part of intimacy, the good part of sexuality. And one of the benefits of that is an increase in confidence, an increase in sexual arousal, an increase in self-esteem. But that kind of sounds a bit like a catch-22. Oh, in order to overcome shame, you have to feel pleasure. But sometimes in order to feel pleasure you have to overcome shame so it kind of does feel like a bit of a catch-22 or maybe it's a thing that as you're doing it you have to let yourself go or let yourself enjoy it just try to relax i don't know i i don't know but things like being better at communicating and learning about consent learning about different kinks maybe learning what polyamory is learning about sexuality really like really being knowledgeable about it is something that really helped me learning the different acronyms for LGBTQIA plus learning about what demisexuality is learning about what was another big one for me fluid was a really good one for me to learn especially as a bisexual man I feel like there was one more but I can't think of it right now really educating myself what is sex work are there sex workers who have written about this from their perspective even if reading is not your thing you can watch youtube videos and like hear about their perspective on things versus the way that they've been demonized in media and in religion. Being a sponge, really, just like trying to soak it all in and just observe and just read or listen without judgment for the first time. Because part of shame, too, is the judgment factor. A lot of people who have sexual shame are extremely judgmental of not only themselves, but of other people. And that is connected. This article goes on to talk about one of the most important ways to remove sexual shame is to literally remove yourself from the source of that sexual shame. So whether the source of that sexual shame is family, parents, whether the source of that sexual shame is a particular religion or denomination, whether that source of shame is the media that you consume, whether that source of sexual shame is friends or communities that you're a part of. If you want to remove yourself from feeling ashamed of your sexuality, of your desires, of being a sexual being, then the most important way is literally removing yourself from the source of that shame because you can do all of this work that I've talked about but if you're surrounded by the source of that shame it's not even really going to work. It's not going to do anything. All of this stuff is just words. But yeah, therapy can help. Self-help books can help. Masturbation can help. Sex toys can help. And you also have to remember to be really, really gentle with yourself because as you start this journey of unlearning sexual shame, for some people, it gets worse before it gets better. So when you first sit down and you're like, oh, I have sexual shame. Okay, let's do something about this. And you start taking steps forward. It might feel even worse at first. Like, oh my God, this was horrible. And then as you keep going, it gets less and less and less and less and less. Whatever comes up, you kinda wanna just allow it to come up. So if you feel ashamed and you feel disgusting, just kind of allow that to happen and just observe what happens, observe the feelings that come up because you don't wanna shame the shame that comes up. You don't want to judge whatever feelings are coming up. That's counterproductive. to thank you for taking the time to listen to the Let's Heal Already podcast. To be clear, I'm not advocating for an emotionally intelligent patriarch or for more men to begin and end their work at feeling comfortable painting their nails, wearing dresses, or expanding what falls under the fold of masculinity. Similarly, I do not want to be a highly efficient, well-adjusted worker under capitalism, which is often the aim of Western therapy models. I am calling for the system to be abolished. That system is imperialist, cis-heterosexist, white supremacist, capitalist, patriarchy. Please leave a rating or review on the platform you use to listen to this podcast, and feel free to share this with your friends. Donation to show support can be made at J-R-Y-U-S-S-U-F on Venmo.